Hello everyone, this is Kent C. Dodds and I'm joined by my friend Jenna. Say hi, Jenna. Hi. Hi, this is the Remix podcast where we talk about how to make your uh, web application user experience that much better. Um, Jenna, I actually forgot to double check your last name. What's your last name? <laughs> oh, Smith, a really hard Smith. one, don't forget it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome, Jenna Smith. So. Uh, Jenna and I, let's see, we met, on, uh, I think, just through the Remix Discord early days. Um, yeah. You are one of the early supporters of Remix, uh, as was I at the time, I uh, was not working at Remix. So uh, thank you for making it possible for Remix to be a thing. Um, yeah, it was I'd actually love to... um, a Christmas present to myself. <laughs> so on topic, <laughs> it was Ooh, a Christmas awesome. present to myself last year. <laughs> I bought it at Christmas. Very cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I want to get to know you a little bit um, and, and for the people listening to get to know you. So, um, yeah, just love to hear uh, who you are, what you're about, um, what what you like and uh, like where you work, why you use Remix, all that stuff. So let's let's hear about you. Yeah, so um, I'm Jenna. Um, I am a UX developer um, and I've been doing it for as long as I can remember, to be honest, probably about 20 years. Um, hmm. so yeah, I started off just actually as a designer tinkering with a bit of HTML and CSS and very quickly got bored of how opinionated design is. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I, I haven't got the patience for that. Like hats off to designers. I don't know how they do it. Um, hmm. but yeah, like I found myself enjoying HTML, CSS and the coding side of it more. So, um, I've been doing all of that ever since I'm working at a company called modules now. Um, it's all been front end the entire time. Um, so I'm doing like Radix primitives at the moment for modules, building accessible React components. Um, and I enjoy like, yeah, accessibility, progressive enhancement, Remix really stood out with me, stood out to me because of that. It was um, trying to take the web back to how I remember it being 20 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> um, wow. And, you know, when I was doing stuff that long ago, um, JavaScript was something most people disabled. So hmm. uh, there's a lot of people disabling JavaScript because of security. And hmm. you had to learn how to build components and things that work without JavaScript. So it was really, really good fun. And Remix was like, yes, I need this in my life. I want to be doing <laughs> that stuff again. Um, so yeah, it's been great. I've really enjoyed tinkering with Remix. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Um, so back then when, um, when you had to, um, uh, like what like back 20 years ago when you were building um uh websites what what tech were you using back then um well it was just html and css like it wasn't um you didn't have like a server side language or anything oh i was building with php yeah okay. like yeah. i was doing php css and html stuff but i wouldn't call myself a back-end developer i would never mm. call myself a back-end developer um but you did sort of have to do you did sort of have to do a lot of back-endy stuff to try and get a website to render. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was very basic stuff. We didn't have much of a tool belt back then. Um, and it was all like trying to support IE6, <laughs> which was wow. awful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it. I really enjoyed it because it forced you to learn like the darker corners of these languages that, that people don't really, like there's a lot of powerful stuff you can do with CSS that, People mm. never really 
tinker with because you know we have tailwind and it makes everything like, it makes <laughs> yeah. most common things quite easy to achieve but there is a lot you can do with css that can sort of get rid of the need for javascript in some cases mm. um so yeah it's uh it's it's been quite quite simple at the start <laughs> um and then i learned jquery and that's where it all um it all <laughs> No, <laughs> at that, at that point, you, yeah, yeah, you're, you're just like, well, at, at that point, you're just like, well, that maybe there are some users who disable JavaScript, but they just won't be able to use this app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's more about, so it was more the progressive enhancement side of it, right? right? Where it was like, okay, this tab component for people that don't have JavaScript will just be a load of headers with text underneath. But then mm. when people enable JavaScript, it would sort of collapse into like this tab interface that we all are used to today. Um, so it wasn't about making the two experiences like for like. It was, you know, having an experience that people with, without JavaScript could use still. They could still buy things on your website. They could still act access the content. Um, and then people with JavaScript would get this like nicer, shinier, more compact, like swooshy UI. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, uh, for those who are unfamiliar with progressive enhancement as a term, can you kind of define what that is? Um, you, you gave an example of the, the tabs, but um, yeah, just like what, what is progressive enhancement? Um, cool, how would I define it? Yeah, it's just a, a usable experience for people without JavaScript um, and like provide a usable experience for people without JavaScript and enhance it. Um, with interactivity using JavaScript. Um, I'm hmm. not sure how to define it. No, 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 that's good. It's a, I, it's a, yeah, I, I think of uh, progressive enhancement in like, in the general sense is that um, you you give them something that works with uh, the bare minimum yeah. that they have. Uh, and that's not just a JavaScript thing. It could also be uh, the sensors that are on the device, um, the like w whatever um, permissions your app has. Um, so like a, an example of that would be uh, if you're a pizza uh, delivery place and you say, hey, like, you know, tell us where you are so we can bring your delivery. Uh, you also have this ability to say, you know, current location. Um, and so we, we can get their geolocation from the device and, and that would progressively enhance it. So I don't have to manually type it. I, I just, because I've given, I have this capability on my device, it, it can be autofilled. So that's like an enhancement to, uh, to the app, but it works w without that feature. Exactly. And so the yeah. same, same thing with, uh, with whether or not JavaScript is, is enabled or, um, I think today it's more like whether JavaScript has successfully loaded or if it's still loading um as well yeah. that, that's kind of how i think about it yeah i think one of the key points as well is um and like a lot of people when i talk to them about this they're like well how can i build a tab component without javascript like it's just not possible and i'm like well it doesn't have to be a tab component like progressively mm. enhancement isn't like replicating what you've built with javascript without it like mm. you can it's, it's literally just providing an experience so that people can achieve what they need to achieve um and it, that can look and behave any way you want it to behave. It just has to be accessible. Um, mm. 
Yeah, well, and and that's actually one thing that um, I've had people ask me about because we do talk about how Remix works without JavaScript, and we try to focus more on Remix works before the JavaScript loads because most people are like, yeah, well, the JavaScript's going to load, like it just does. So, uh, but the the real power is that we like the app works before it loads, but um, even um, even in that that vein, um, we don't really. Uh, we're not thinking so much about working without JavaScript because there are some things that you cannot do in an accessible way without JavaScript. Uh, and you've mentioned that you do a lot with accessibility. Um, you want to talk a little bit about like what what are some of the things you need JavaScript for from an accessibility perspective? Um, honestly, I it, not much. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of aria roles and stuff that connects things together mm. so that's all just html like attributes um but yeah like when you need to add and remove those attributes mm. that's where javascript comes in um but a, a lot of accessibility can be you can get quite far with accessibility without without javascript i mean i can't mm. think of any i'm struggling to think of an example on the spot now where i would think oh other than like adding, removing attributes and things like that, um, getting the IDs of elements and putting that ID into another attribute and things like that. Mm. But a lot of it can be done manually as well. Um, so I can't think of, right, do you have an example that you can think of? Yeah, well, so what I, what I was thinking of was, uh, and, and actually maybe this is because we're coming at it from two different angles where you've been doing this for much longer than I have. Um, and so you had to make it accessible without JavaScript. And so um, instead of, uh, so like in your mind, it's like we can build it a different way and then and then enhance it with JavaScript. And, and now that we have JavaScript, we can have um, these cool things. Uh, so it doesn't have to be a tabs UI for people without JavaScript. In, in my mind, I'm thinking, um, yeah. well, like I, I just, I guess I'd never really thought about um, having basically two completely user experiences um uh, as like the progressive enhancement uh, mechanism but that totally makes sense that you could do that so what, what i was thinking of was uh like a combo box uh there's no like combo box built yeah. into the web like there's a select element um but if you want to style that or anything you have to build your own sort of combo box or type ahead or or something and, and that's the sort of thing you just that yeah. will not work without javascript yeah, so that again, you're talking like the, that's the progressively enhanced experience. A combo box yeah. is like the be all and end all, like shiny singing all dancing thing that I want at the end of it. But yeah. before you get there, you can provide just a select box. You know, like they, yeah. they can still achieve the same end goal. It's not as good of an experience, um, but you know, you can still select some items from a list or um, that they might just put a text box on the page where you can search for phrases and then it lists them underneath and they can click those like there are loads of experiences that you can do without javascript like actually submitting forms that reload the page and stuff like that um and then you say when javascript is enabled we prevent the form from submitting and instead we pop up this combo box drop down thing instead so yeah yeah i like the javascript for combo boxes and tabs and everything like that yes it's definitely needed if you want to create those like Mm. those interfaces but you can um you can progressively enhance like simpler experiences to get there 
Yeah, you're you're opening my mind here because like I I hadn't ever thought about it that way. Um, I always just kind of thought, well, okay, so when um when I got my my remix app, I can have most of it working just fine. But yeah, if I've got like a modal or a combo box or all these other things, then like um I mean most of the app works. Like the trash icon to delete the thing works, but like you know this um you know my type ahead thing maybe won't work. Um, like but no, I'm, I'm... Really, it's a really interesting example, the dialogue, because years ago, before component driven uh, design was ever a thing, like there was no such thing as building React components for little portions of your UI that didn't exist. But back then we still had this like dialogue thing concept. So what we used to do was we would have a, um, a login page, for example, it would be like slash login and it would have your header and your footer and your sidebar and then your login in the middle or whatever, like whatever you wanted, um, the fluff around your login page. But then we would be like, oh, but I'd quite like to render that login page in a little nodal window when you're here on this particular page. So what we would do instead was we would use JavaScript. We would load that page in an iframe in the dialog and there'd be a piece of JavaScript that would run on that page that would say, check if I'm in an iframe. And if I am, then add a class to my body that would tell the page that I'm in an iframe. And that class would hide the header, would hide the footer, would hide the sidebar, would hide all of the stuff around the edges of the page so that it, you just had the little login screen in the modal. Um, but these are all like crazy little progressive enhancement tricks that we used to do. Um, wow. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's and, amazing. And, that's what that um, tweet, the tweet I posted, obviously, I guess we can share it at the end for people that aren't aware of it, but mm, yeah. the tweet I posted, the reason I know about that is because of that kind of dialogue experience where if they click the link and for some reason the dialogue didn't open and something was broken, they would still go to the login page with the header and the footer on it and all the other stuff. Um, so yeah, it's there's there's so many, you don't have to provide this same experience. You can sort of, hack things around a little bit to try yeah. and like you know. oh yeah yeah that's very cool um and so now now i'm just like wow like so i i've just been thinking um the the cool thing with remix is that your app works before the javascript loads but then in, in the back of my mind was always like well i mean it, it generally works but like you've got all these things that may require javascript and now i'm like no no like you can make it work really well and so now, my next question is, since uh, you have all this experience, um, you, you said that Remix really um, appealed to you. Is it, uh, is it because of this uh, like ability that you have to progressively enhance things? And, and how have you, like, as you've been experimenting with that, like, what's your experience been like? Yeah, like 100%, that is what drew me to Remix. Well, initially what drew me was nested layouts mm, <laughs> yeah room. that's really um, nice <laughs> yeah um because i've been fiddling with that stuff for so long with uh, like breadcrumbs and stuff like that and it's just yeah, really yeah so powerful um but yeah when i realized the progressive enhancement side of it existed as well i was just like mind blown this is <laughs> because everyone always thinks you know oh well who doesn't have javascript anymore well you know, if I'm on the underground, the London underground, and I'm mm. connected to the internet, and just as I go under the tunnel, I disconnect and the JavaScript hasn't let downloaded yet. Well, now I have to wait until I get out of the tunnel before I can like interact with anything. Like, I mean, you do anyway, because yeah. you've, you've got no internet when you're in the tunnel, so <laughs> yeah. you click a link, you won't go anywhere. But you know, like yeah. 
there are circumstances where people's connections drop and uh, they can't download the JavaScript. And when the connection comes back, they're on a page that they can't use, you know? Right. So like, that even for accessibility, um, we ideally would want the IDs and things in the ARIA roles and attributes to be there before the JavaScript kicks in. Otherwise, when the screen reader is trying to read the document, it will have to wait for the JavaScript bundle to to rent to load before the screen reader can like use your like time to interactive for a screen reader is now like broken because they have to yeah. wait for JavaScript as well. Like so, really, I want all my IDs on my page from the server, like all my mm. ARIA roles and everything, all my ARIA attributes and everything filled in on the server. Um, and yeah, like that side of Remix to me was just like, oh, like this is just. <laughs> so much fun as well it's so fun to think of how you can convert these experiences into something that someone can use without javascript um i just i haven't actually so the project i'm building the side project project i've been building <laughs> i started building it a year ago when i first started tinkering with remix and then just got swamped doing work stuff and <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to manage my work-life balance whenever I wasn't working I was like oh do I want to do a side project I don't know like so it hasn't had much love I haven't done any um progressive enhancement type stuff on it really at the moment but it has made me realize some of the remix um not remix some of our radix primitives could be improved um to work progressively enhanced um like the avatar component that we have, for example, this is a really simple one. Um, we take the image SRC that you give us and then we wait, we check to see if it's loaded first so that you can do loads of loading states and things in your avatar. Mm. And then when it's loaded, we put the SRC on the image. Right. On the image tag. The trouble with putting the image on the SRC tag when it's loaded is that now that image is never going to load on the server if there's no JavaScript. Mm. Like, there's no, like, if we just put the SRC attribute on by default, like it, it loaded, the, the image rendered with the SRC, the HTTP, the path of the image was on the image, then I could just let that load on the server. Um, and then on the JavaScript side, I could do the same thing, like check if that's loaded and if it has, give them this information. But we're not doing that. We're, we're, we're preventing the SRC from being attached to the image until it's loaded, which is breaking the server-side rendered image like it just doesn't ever load the image <laughs> and it's such a simple thing it's like mm -hmm. i never would have thought of that or even noticed if i hadn't tried it in remix i put our component into remix and i was like this is broken like mm. I've, I've disabled javascript and my avatar never loads when it should there's no reason why it shouldn't that's a really simple one um, right so i've really enjoyed that it just makes you think about things a bit more and play with these components and try and try and make them work without JavaScript because some of it's really easy. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, um, the, uh, the cool things that you can do once you do have JavaScript on the page too, uh, with Remix, like the optimistic UI and stuff, have you played around with any of, of those things? No, no. I've read the docs on them, the mm. tra use transition and stuff like that. I've, I've, I did like a simple form, a year ago but the api uh -huh. was completely different back then like it's changed so much since i've like properly tinkered with it yeah and i have yeah, been yeah. like upgrading every time <laughs> like, upgrade and read the docs every time but yeah i love it i love 
the way that Remix is going with all of that um, mm. optimistic UI and the form stuff where they're just using like native form APIs, um, which has always bothered me about some of these form libraries that we have available to us at the moment, because I've known about form data API for so long and I'm like, it does all of that <laughs> for you. Like it's there. Um, yeah, so you I, know, I it's, it's really exciting. I, yeah. Yeah. It, I, I always say that it's funny. Um, I, I kind of, I, I pretty much started my journey in web dev after the, like the most common practice was, uh, how you submit a form is you have an on submit handler. And the first thing it does is say event prevent default. And the next like 30 lines are doing what the event prevent default would do. <laughs> so you're like turning yeah, it off exactly. and then manually doing all of what it would have done anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Which is the, why I love Remix so much because it's, it's not, it's teaching people how to do all of this stuff again. It's showing people what exists that what already exists for them to use. Um, and it's going to be like great. And I'm so excited that people are going to learn all this stuff because then there's so much more that we can do when, once you have all that knowledge at the moment, a lot of, a lot of stuff out there is great and it gets you up to speed really, really quickly, but it hides some of the underlying tech and what's going on, which can be quite restricting, I think. Um, yeah. Once you know yeah. it all, you're, yeah, I, I think that um, what, what I loved about Remix was that I could tell that it was really nailing the fundamentals. Um, and yeah. so like there there's something to be said for um, for hiding some of the uh, implementation details, I guess, of building a website so that you can be productive. Yeah. Um, but then exposing the web platform so that you can uh, do what you need to do. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Being yeah. able to to change things and 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 understand what the code is doing uh, without having to dive into the code of the framework. Um, yeah, exactly. So I, I love that I, I spend a lot more time on N MDN than on the Remix docs um, when I'm learning to build oh, a website. <laughs> that's cool. That's so cool. Yeah, I said to someone recently, like it just improves the developer experience of the web. Like it's already... Mm. Giving, it's not giving you anything new, really. It's just improving the developer experience of what we already have. Um, and it's, yeah, so is Remix progressively enhancing web development then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 100%. It's, uh, it's, def it's like when, J when jQuery came, JavaScript was so hard to work with. Like JavaScript was to get it to work in loads of different browsers. We didn't have these nice JavaScript APIs we have now. There was no query select all. <laughs> like, that didn't yeah. exist. Like, so it was, you had to type several lines of code just to like query an element on the page and like manipulate it and blah, 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 blah. And then I was just like, mm. whoa, I'm never going to be a developer. That's too, <laughs> yeah. that's too much. But um, jQuery came along and it was like, okay, we're just going to take JavaScript, put a nice little API around it and make it, like, just make the DX better for, for JavaScript. And then it went crazy. Everyone was like, oh, I, mm. I'm a JavaScript developer. I know jQuery, blah, 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 blah. And then people started to learn JavaScript. And that's how that's how I learned JavaScript. Because I was like, mm. you know, jQuery is really cool. And then I was like, what's actually going on here? And they taught you JavaScript slowly, sort of. Um, and I feel like Remix is doing a similar thing to, Java, to jQuery. It's like the platform is there. Um, you have all of these moving parts that you can put together yourself, but it's just too intimidating. Um, 
Whereas Remix has like provided this amazing developer experience that pulls all of that stuff together, gets you up and running really, really quick. But you're still learning what's going on underneath. You still, you still know, like, yeah, it's, you're still learning what, what's powering it. Um, and so you can use that knowledge to your advantage later on. It's great. It's really great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those uh, skills transfer. Uh, and that yeah. cannot be overstated on how, how useful that is. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I actually refer to Remix as the jQuery for the platform um, because like yeah. the, like with, with browsers and like I, I basically um, I, I did a, a little bit of Java development early on, but I didn't really start becoming uh, a um, very useful developer, I guess, until uh, I started doing browser stuff. And we always complained with the browsers that like, well, you've got so many versions and screen sizes and stuff. And and that's true. Um, but the back end does, doesn't necessarily have it super easy either because uh, you have lots of, especially now because we have platform as a service, uh, you have lots of different platforms uh, and even some JavaScript environments that aren't uh, node. So we have Dino and we have um, uh, Cloudflare workers and Fastly has a thing and AWS has a thing for compute on the edge and they're not JavaScript environments and so or, or they're not uh, node environments. And so there's there's a lot of differences on these different platforms. And uh, and so Remix, uh, and so like building for the web isn't, uh, and I mean, like you're not necessarily deploying your app to all of those platforms. So it's not quite the same thing. But um, what's nice is that you can um, learn Remix and Remix will just normalize the platforms for you. And so it doesn't matter where you're deploying to because like the core of your code is gonna all be the same. Yeah. Um, and so making it, uh, you know, and so that's why I kind of think of Remix as jQuery for the platform, yeah, uh, just I to agree. make it more accessible. Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. I, I, like, I've seen a lot of people saying or tweeting about, oh, how it's being, it's really opinionated and all of this stuff. And I'm like, really? Like, no, it's, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it, it's interesting yeah. that people think that because, you know, they're not used to just being given the platform, I guess. I just, I yeah. think it's, it's really interesting because I'm like, no, no, this is, this is just giving you what the web is. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not like, I don't feel restricted when I use Remix particularly. I mean, I have to pick my deployment target um, and I'm not even going to start talking about the back end and any of that stuff because that's yeah. way over my head. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> whenever, I know it says like you can pick whichever target you want, but then I'm like, right, I don't want to, I want to try a different one now. And I'm like, oh, how do I change it? <laughs> I'm too scared to touch anything. But um, yeah, it's a, it, it is just such a, a good tool. Like, I, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see if those people later think or later realize, you know, that it isn't opinionated. Um, it's, it's quite, you can do whatever you want. It's really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think where a lot of that comes from is uh, people have gotten used to using things like CSS and JS and um, CSS modules and these non-standard things um, that uh, um, with the exception of CSS modules, they, they work with, um, with Remix, but you have to do some weird things because, uh, uh, because they're not standard. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, so like you, you totally can use CSS and JS and we've got guides for that and stuff like that. You you said that you're using Stitches, which is a CSS and JS library, but it has it's a unique take, and I don't have a lot of experience with Stitches. Uh, has uh, have you played around with that with Remix at all? Yeah, so um, 
it's a lot of these CSS and JS libraries require like a double render. Um, so if you want them to work server side, you have to sort of like render the app first to get all the CSS from all the components that are rendered on screen. And then you have that CSS and then you render again with that CSS um, mm. um, for the first, like when it's rendering from the server. Mm-hmm. But with stitches, because a lot of the, there's, there aren't, there isn't really runtime we try to recommend against, you can do runtime if you want to as a like override, but we try and say, don't do that if you can avoid it. <laughs> um, mm. Most of what the most of what you write in stitches is written up front, like static. Um, mm. So we can, you can get the CSS up front without the double render um, and render it server side. And because it's all written up front statically, no runtime, even responsiveness works. Um, Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, render my screen really, really small and the first render from the server will have all the right styles in it um, for that screen size. It's it's, it's cool. But yeah, the Stitches team, there are definitely some improvements that they can make. Like it will be getting the CSS for your entire app, like um, on that first render. Yeah. Um, So there are improvements that the Stitches team are looking into at the moment to... I think they're doing static uh, build extraction of mm, your styles, yeah. build time, um, to try and yeah improve these sorts of experiences with Remix. And I think even the React team have said that they don't support the CSS in JS way of doing things. Um, so with React yeah. 18, I think, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think with React 18, people are soon going to have to start shifting over to build time styles anyway we'll see i don't know i haven't followed that space quite closely enough but yeah yeah um, for for us we're just so um um so focused on that network tab and what the network tab is doing uh, because it um you can sometimes look at the network tab and you don't even need to see the ui to know what experience the user is having um when the network tab looks a certain way and um and so the way that we've done things with css and js um is is like it it works but it's uh it could be drastically improved um for from a user experience standpoint uh, like being able to cache your css like having a url for the css yeah. makes a really big difference um and so yeah any, anyway i th- think that's kind of why people are like well remix is so opinionated well no it, it just it it eliminated all of the problems that led you to these tools in the first place so, uh, I mean, feel free to bring your tools along with you, but you're going to find out pretty quick that you don't need those anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember you tweeted a long time ago about um, React server components. And mm. you were saying how like you weren't excited by them really because you've been using Remix and you don't feel like you have that problem. And, yeah. I, was, and I, when you tweeted it, I was like, yes, 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 yes. I feel exactly the same. <laughs> like, because to me, it was like, this the CSS modules and CSS and JS and React server components all sort of sit in this same bucket to me of solutions that we've come up with to solve problems that we created. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> yes. Right. So it's just like okay, and that's what I love about Remix. Instead of being like, okay, well, let's add another solution to a problem that we created, they've gone, mm. okay, how can we just avoid the problem we created in the first place? Yes, and and use what the, exists on the platform that we already have, like for us to use 
Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about it because yeah, I agree. All these things that we've created to solve problems that we created <laughs> are, probably, <laughs> are probably probably the things that are making th people think that Remix is opinionated. But um, yeah, hopefully they'll see the power of it at some point. And, yeah, yeah, those things won't yeah. matter so much. I I even like. I was chatting in the uh, Discord channel um, about CSS and JS and stitches and stuff, and uh, Ryan was talking about how you know if you if you've got a CSS URL that we can cache and all of that stuff, that's sort of the way we want to go. Yeah. Um, and I was reading the styling docs on Remix, and it was saying about you know loading style sheets for each page and each nested root and all of this stuff, and I was like, oh, is there something I'm missing here? And I was this close to like packing it in with CSS and JS and everything and just being like, do you know what? I'm going to go back to basics. I'm going to use CSS. <laughs> and just, like, just use CSS as it was because there was nothing really wrong with it. The only thing I would miss is um, typing. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah. like if, if we could get like typed CSS, I'd like get rid of CSS and JS completely. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I I can almost hear some of the audience members screaming vanilla uh, extract, uh, which is this like typed CSS thing. Uh, yeah. um, it's that still doesn't give you a URL to CSS, uh, and so that it's not quite there. But if if we could find a way to generate a CSS file that um, we could get a URL for, then yeah, we would be we would be there. But yeah, the the typing is the biggest challenge, yeah. and and this is part of the reason that I I really like uh, Tailwind because there are plugins for you know, for saying, hey, this Tailwind class doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah. That to me anyway, is a we... whole, that's, that's again like progressive enhancement, right? If I could yeah. have a style sheet that I could write that was just CSS at the end of the day, but I had the ability to type it, like that typing would be like a really nice progressive enhancement. Like we don't need to reinvent the, the, the wheel and create this whole new CSS library or language or whatever. Like CSS does the job. We just need yeah. a better DX for it somehow yeah <laughs> and I, i'm sure that that is possible like uh, remix has a very defined mechanism for including css on the page um somebody could write a tool that like can find okay you're in this css file uh, or or you're in this typescript file and it is um in this route or it's being used on these routes um and i i can find all the css files that will be included on the page when that route is active and so uh, I know exactly all those, the class names that you have available. Like that, that totally is possible. Um, yeah. So maybe it'll happen one day. <laughs> yeah, the, the, only, the only part I'm worried about as like a component library author is uh, how, like, how a component library is going to provide styles for their design systems and things like that. Um, that would be an interesting challenge. Yeah, yeah. My first impression for the design systems and, and component library side of things is um, you typically have those um, those styles on like every page, right? So you'd put that. Uh, what I would do or what I've done is I have a, a vendor CSS file that I use post CSS to have these at imports and I import all the, the vendor stuff and that one's included on the root. Um, and so that that ends up working for me pretty well, and I, I think that would work with the the idea that we just discussed about uh, making that work with typing. So somebody build that; that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have like all the component for all of the sorry all the styles for all the components that you're using your entire app are all imported in one style sheet? Um, so on my app, I'm using Tailwind. So yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that that's the both the simplest and probably the best um, from a component library standpoint, um, with the exception of um, stuff that isn't going to be on every page, like uh, like a date picker and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah. That one, it may be better to just include on a as as used basis. Um, but uh, I think, I, think I may have fallen foul of that same mindset where we created CSS in JS libraries because we were like, oh, cool, it only renders the CSS, it only like puts the CSS on the page for the things that are rendered on screen. And so mm-hmm. then you're not you're not loading as much CSS, and that's really cool, and you get better performance. But then if I think about it. Well, you know, if you're rendering, like, if you've got all the CSS for all the components and it's cached, does it really matter? It was like right. we, sort of, we sort of stopped this server-side rendering thing and lost the cache, and then we were trying to like solve this problem of having all the CSS on the page with JavaScript um, because we didn't have the cache. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, does it matter if you, once you've got cache? Do these things really matter? I don't know. Like, I need to like play with all this stuff, but maybe not. Maybe it's fine to just render all your styles. For yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. and and Tailwind just blows my mind because you can have a really sizable app with lots of styles, um, and only like ten kilobytes of CSS for the entire app. Like <laughs> that blows my mind. Um, nice. It's really cool. So, anyway, we uh, it's been just such a pleasure to chat with you, Jenna. Um, I'd love to just wrap things up by saying, what would you say is our our big takeaway for people? for uh, this episode? Like, what's the one thing that could improve uh, everybody's user experience if they think about this a little bit more and and do whatever (laughs) to improve that? Um, If you're using Remix, go into your root file and comment out the script component and just play with your app. Like, just play with your app and you'll see so many things that you can improve really, really easily that will just make your user experience so much better for people. Like, switch JavaScript off, just have a play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a great one. Um, let's, so let's go with that. So go turn off your JavaScript. If you're not using Remix, then you can, uh, just in your dev tools, you can say disable JavaScript. Um, there's an option for that and it will um, fail to load all of the JavaScript, which does happen. Uh, that, so the, you, you gave the example of the um, London Underground. That literally happened to me. Uh, I was using uh, my phone on the London Underground um, and uh, yeah, and the app that I was loading, I just was looking at a white screen um, until I, I got connected again and then I had to refresh. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead and, and turn that off and, and see what it would be like for uh, Jenna on the London Underground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Jenna, thank you so much. Uh, is there a place that people can connect with you um, and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, sure. I'm um, on Twitter as Jens, but J J E N Z Z. Jens was taken, so <laughs> <laughs> I had to add an extra J and an extra Z. Um, so I'm on Twitter, Twitter as Jens, and I also have a Jens blog, which is jjenzz.com, and I just cool. blog about React stuff and component-driven architecture and stuff like that. Oh, that's wonderful. Awesome. Well, hey, Jens, uh, thank you so much for joining me for the uh, for this time. And uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Thank you very much for having me. Bye.